Hey guys, my name's Dylan, and um, I started this channel because I just really wanted to motivate others, let them know that there is a way out of situations, and hopefully inspire some people. So I started this channel with a few buddies, Casey and Nick. Our channel is called DNC Motivation. And first off, I just want to talk about some of our struggles and what we went through to get to this point and why we feel like we would be successful doing this channel. Growing up, I had a hard life. I saw a lot of things that I shouldn't have that most people don't experience in their whole life. I saw people be abusive to others that shouldn't have been. I saw people pick on me because I was overweight. I was 330 pounds. And there was one night where I just felt hopeless. I was in a bathtub and I had a knife to my throat. And I was religious growing up, went to Sunday school. I basically got forced to. But um, through the years, I started losing faith. This was my sophomore uh, summer going into my junior year of high school. I had negative stuff nonstop. People telling me that I was going to be fat my whole life. I was basically a punchline to all these people. So I was in the bathtub with that knife to my throat and all these thoughts were just ru running through my head nonstop. Like Dylan, you're never going to be successful. Dylan, you can't do this. You can't do that. And I remember just crying and I felt so hopeless and I felt numb inside and just looking at that knife. And in that moment, I just really, I, I thought there was nothing left on this earth for me. I truly felt like if I ended it, would it really matter to anyone? Yeah, of course, people would lose the person to pick on. They would lose, you know, they would lose that fat guy. They would lose that person that would constantly get called Big D. And yeah, you know, I did like it somewhat because I had to roll with it. You know, if I didn't roll with Big D, if I didn't roll with these people making fun of me, I had to make fun of myself because I felt like that was the only way I was going to have friends. And that's what gets to me today is because this still nags at me and it constantly motivates me to be better. And I want to be better every day. That night in that bathtub, I said a prayer. I lost all hope. I was like, God, if you're real, just please. Give me a sign. Just change me. I need something, God, because right now I cannot do this. I cannot handle this life, this bearing life. Like it's just crashing down on me and everyone's calling me names and just everyone's doubting me and nobody thinks I'm worth it. And God, just please save me because I need something right now. And that next morning, I didn't kill myself. The next morning... You know, I, I woke up and I started running outside and I started just running nonstop, nonstop. And I ran till I puked. And there was just something that overcame me that night. 
and just give me the spirit that I never, never known. And you know, it went on. I was working out every single day. I didn't care if it was a hundred degrees out. I was out there with my sweatshirt on, my sweatpants. I was busting my butt every single day. And I had all these people in the back of my mind. And I said, you know what, Dylan, you got to do this for yourself. But in reality, I did it for myself because I saw how these people reacted towards me when I was fat. How they made me feel when I was fat. That hopelessness when I was fat. See, a lot of people like to put labels on people's people because of how they look how they act, what they wear. I'm here to tell you none of that matters. It's how you feel about yourself inside and if you're a good person. So I kept going on this journey and kept kept running every day and kept exercising and I was busting my butt and people would stare at me and ask me, what am I doing? Why am I running outside in my driveway back and forth? And I knew that was my saving grace. God put this in me because I asked for it. This motivation that I got towards my goals wasn't because I was so motivated. It was because God gave me this motivation. He gave me this life. He gave me everything. And, you know, three months later, at that time, when I got back to school, I was down about 150 pounds around that time. And I was turning cheeks. Everyone was looking at me and was like, is that Dylan? Like, who is that kid? See, the person that showed up at that school after summer was not the same people or same person that everyone else knew. See, they knew Big D. They knew the kid that got picked on 24-7. They didn't know the kid that fought for what he wanted. And I was that person. See, I had to fight. I had people telling me I was worthless. I felt that depression. I felt that pain. I felt that suffering. There's nothing like it. I just want you guys to know that there's always someone in your corner that someone is God. You can turn to him at any moment, regardless of what you've done in your life. He will accept you for who you are, and he will love you. Jesus made that sacrifice on the cross for me. So I can live a life full of sin and still be forgiven and still be blessed. At any given moment, you can turn back. You can go to him. I'm just letting you guys know if you're hopeless, if you feel like life is crashing down on you, if you feel that pain and that burden, just know that you're worth it. That's all I got to say. Next up, next up, we got uh, Casey Sauter talking. Hey guys, this is Casey. Um, just real quick before I get into my story and why I want to do this with 
um, my buddies Dylan and Nick is simply because everything that we are saying has truthfully happened to us. I used to live three houses down from Dylan before Dylan moved, and I'm not kidding you guys. It would be 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night on a school night. And I hear Dylan's a big hockey guy, big street hockey guy, and I would hear the wooden stick hitting the concrete back and forth, and I would hear the ball hitting the posts of, of the goal. He had already working out once or twice that day. And he would still go out there, still work out. It's all a kid did. And, you know, from day one to to now, I've stuck by him. And I'm so extremely proud of what he has done. I remember when I was younger, his, you know, we'd always, me and my family would always ask him, Dylan, what, what do you want to do when you're older? And his answer was always, I want to be a cook at McDonald's. <laughs> and we were like and we were like, Dylan, brother, you gotta have higher goals for yourself. And you know what? He has. He's had higher goals for himself and he's pushed himself. He he has the most dedication that I've ever seen out of anybody in my entire life. There's nobody else in my life that I've seen anybody with the dedication that he's got. I also want you guys to know before I start off with what I got to say is that if you guys are ever feeling that hopelessness, feeling that that worthlessness, reach out to someone you love, reach out to someone you care, reach out to someone you can trust. They're going to understand. There's going to be someone out there who understands and who's going to be there for you and always pick you up. So going into my story, um, I've played baseball for, I don't know, 15, 16, 17 years now. I don't know. It's been a long time. Um, I always, when I was younger, I was always number one. You know, I was I was always the guy who they always wanted to pitch. I was a great hitter. I could do everything. You know, everyone said, if you keep progressing at this level, you'll be a D1 athlete. I'm here to tell you guys today that I'm not a D1 athlete and that I'm a Division three college baseball player right now. And something that I had feared my entire life was blowing my elbow out and never being able to play again. And that fear became reality my freshman year before the season had even started, playing a scrimmage game against my own team. I had a lot of people who were there to pick me up. But it was very interesting to see that a lot of those people that I thought were my best friends, whether it be from high school, whether it be from college, doesn't matter, weren't there for me when that happened. I had a handful of people tell me good luck in surgery, let me know how it goes afterwards. And that there for me, I still hold a grudge to this day to those people who didn't. Because to me, that shows me them. Their shows me their real colors. So after surgery, you know, I had a long, long road of rehabilitation. If anybody knows anything about, you know, having surgery done, it's a long road of rehabilitation, especially something so vulnerable like your elbow playing baseball. I went through a lot of rehabilitation, and I, I 
there was times in rehabilitation where I'm like, is this even worth it? Is there a point in me rehabbing to get back on the baseball field and do something I supposedly love? Do I really love the game? And kind of like Dylan said, I, I, I got a calling from God and saying, you know what? This is what this is what you wanted to do. This is your purpose is, is to play baseball. And not only play baseball, and it, it was more than playing baseball. It was that that bond of those teammates, that bond of those those friends, and you know, having people there for you. And, and I honestly believe at that time that was where I could see people's real colors. If they were going to be my true friend, if they were going to stick by my side when shit got hard, I had very few people outside of my baseball team stick by me through things when were hard. But I did have those handful of people who always there checking in on me, asking me how I was going. I had an amazing family support system. But at the end of the day, I trusted God because I knew that he he has a plan for me. That's one thing that in this podcast, I want you guys to really understand that God always has a plan for you. So when you're sitting in that bathtub saying, you know what, this isn't for me anymore. I don't have anything worth living. When you're sitting in PT saying, is all this time wasted or is this this time really worth it? That, yeah, it is worth it. Keep doing what you're doing because God has a plan for you. And you are never going to be able to change that plan ever. He has that plan set out for you, and that's what you are going to do for the rest of your life. My biggest uh, part in that story and, and why I wanted to tell that is just to show you guys that Everybody goes through hard times one at some point in their life. And you know what? It's not always about the successes. Through surgery, through rehab, I had a lot of failures. You know, I thought I was ready to throw, and I'd throw, and I wasn't ready. And, you know, I tried to rush things because I wanted to get back, and I wasn't ready. And I failed. And that's where a lot of people would have said, you know what? I failed once. I'm not doing this again. But failure is the most important tool in learning and becoming a better person. You have to fail to learn. You have to fail to move on and be better. If you don't fail, you're never going to learn anything. I Like I said, again, I just wanted to tell a story just because I wanted you to know that if something bad or traumatic is really happening in your life, know that there's people around you that are going to be there for you. They're always going to support you and pick you up and, you know, reach out to people. You know, don't, you know, when when you're in a time of need or when you're struggling, don't think, yeah, nobody cares about me. Nobody's nobody's going to want to talk to me about this. There is people who care about you. There is people who want to talk about you. Talk about it. You always have friends. You always have family. Someone to go to that you can talk to about it, and they'll be there to pick you up. So never give up. Always keep fighting and just keep being the best you. Thank you, Casey. Next, we have Nick. Hey, everybody. Uh, my name is Nick, and um, the reason I'm doing this podcast is because I want to um, I want to make a difference for everybody, just like uh, these two people that spoke in, uh, before me today have, Dylan and Casey. Um, my story, it's it's kind of all over the place, and I think you guys are probably gonna uh, hear that when I when I talk about it and stuff. Um, 
sometimes emotions get flying for me. Sometimes I repeat myself. Sometimes I don't know what to say and everything. Um, but just a little background on some things, I guess, for you guys real quick. Um, I knew Casey for a majority of my life. Um, I probably met the kid when I was probably like 10 years old. I think we were always on different sports teams for football and everything. And, um, part, part of my interruption real quick. I, before I actually became friends with Nick, I could not stand the kid cause I thought he was a cocky just arrogant guy and once I got to know him he was a great guy so that's another little tidbit on my little stories kind of like what Dylan said don't judge people by how they look and how they act get to know somebody you never know they could end up being your best friend someone that's always there sticking by your side and that's one of the lessons I learned through my entire life is that I judged Nick because we were on separate football teams and we didn't like each other you know we were on separate team just because we didn't like and we didn't like each other and once I got to actually sit down and we got to high school and we we're on the same team and and we kind of just became friends and started bonding and talking about things I realized man this guy isn't so bad after all you know so never judge a book by its cover you know get to know people and you know after you get to know people if you don't like them find whatever part your ways but never rule somebody out just because they look different than you or talk different than you always get to know people because you never know they could be your best friend for the rest of your life sorry nick go ahead no thanks casey man it, it really means a lot um as casey reiterated um from what you guys just heard uh we, we've been on separate teams growing up for i mean probably five six years and stuff and uh, the message is kind of kind of reciprocal i i didn't really care for casey i didn't like him but I had no reason to. There was just that ideology of we're on different teams. We're supposed to not like each other, and there was no reason why. And once I once I finally got the chance to actually meet this man, um, it was a big change in my life. Um, he was somebody that I became close with very fast, even though I necessarily wouldn't see him for a while. I mean, probably go month or two without hanging but he was just one of those guys that didn't matter how how much time passed I mean just pick up the phone hang out with each other and it's like nothing even happened because we we just had that honest good friendship type of bond I mean he's today still I mean one of my even though I don't see him a whole lot he's still somebody I hold real close to me I mean he's somebody that I'm very proud to say is one of my best friends because of how genuine of a person he is and everything. And once I got to meet him and, and really find out who he is, how his family was and everything, I mean, you can't judge a book by its cover because it never ends up working. Um, so kind of flash forward. Um, when I met Casey and stuff, I eventually down the road met Dylan, who you guys met earlier. Um, I believe the first time I met Dylan was at one of our hometown concert celebrations and stuff and at that time Dylan was still a a big dot big guy everybody referred to him as Big D and that's what I was told to call him because that's what he liked to be called and everything and the first moment I met Dylan um, all I saw was this just this big old man who 
was just probably about the goofiest guy I had ever met. Um, I kid you not, that man had never seen me a day in my life, and he's coming up to me with positive energy. I mean, slapping my hand, giving me a bro hug and everything, and I had just met this man, and I'm like, son of a gun, this dude is just about the goofiest person I think I have ever met. And I'm and I'm telling myself, I'm like, is it... This kid just is he a little is he a little weird or am I just or is he just one of those good genuine people and over time uh, I grew to become really really good close friends with Dylan I started hanging out with him without Casey and we we started hanging out just one on one getting to know each other better and he became one of my best friends and everything and looking back on that day it makes me makes me laugh because uh he definitely wasn't some weird kid at all he is just about the happiest person and the most genuine person i think i've ever met in my life if i could interrupt real quick again nick yeah go ahead for our for our uh listeners if you are listening dylan when he was a little bit bigger he reminded me not the facial features at all but the body figure of uh, what's his name, uh, Chris Farley, a little bit, and the way he acted. <laughs> uh, Chris, Chris Farley is like, I love Chris Farley because you know he was a big guy and he just kind of he knew it and he kind of rolled with the punches too, just kind of like Dylan did, and and that's kind of you know now Nick talking about it. How when you meet him, he's kind of a bigger guy and he's just goofy. You know, he's just he's just funny and and just different and. That's who reminds me of Chris Farley. Again, not the facial features at all, but just the way he looked and the way he acted. <laughs> that is so true. It's spot on, actually. Yeah, it is. Everything. Um, all right, guys. Uh, I know I kind of gave probably a longer story of kind of like the prerequisites of what I was supposed to get into. And as you'll come to find out, that's who I am. I overstretch everything. I take longer for things for everything. And I'm the person that always talks the most and it's kind of annoying, but it's just who I am. And I guess I wouldn't, I wouldn't change it for the world because it's what makes me unique. So like I mentioned earlier, um, I don't really know if my story has a straight path. Um, I know certainly my life hasn't had a straight path, but it's gotten me here today, and I'm very happy with the person that I've become through all the hardships and the failures and the learning lessons that I've been able to go through. So growing up, uh, I was actually the exact opposite of Dylan. Um, I was that super, super, super skinny person that everybody looked at and made fun of and said he is just a tall pencil thin type of kid he is just so darn skinny um he's got longer legs than i think any person i've ever met in my entire life and he is just probably really weird looking and stuff um so man probably things started setting in I mean, I, I always knew I was super, super skinny and stuff. I mean, probably starting out at like 10 years old and stuff. But things really started to hit home 
eighth when I was in eighth grade. So probably when I was about 14 years old, 14, 15 years old, I was starting to comprehend things more and more. And I was able to see just how things really were. And then I had people telling me that you're, you're too small, you're too short, you're too skinny, you're not going to be able to do anything. From a football standpoint, I was never going to be able to play. I was a starter for two years prior to that. And they said, these kids are just going to be too big for you. And I said, no, I'm not too skinny and whatnot. Well, they were right. I barely played it down a football my eighth grade year because nobody had the faith in me that they did before. And it was something that really made me struggle mentally because when you wake up every day and you just have people telling you stuff and then you try to overlook it and, and you can only overlook things so many times until reality starts to set in and you realize, you know, it doesn't matter that you're telling yourself this. It's, it's true. And it made me struggle mentally quite a bit. And I made it a mission after that to, prove everybody wrong that I could be a hard worker and that it didn't matter what I looked like, how my stature was and whatnot. Um, so I made a, basically a promise to myself to get better. And that's what I did. I played four years of football in high school and every year I ended up being a starter and I did what I wanted to do. I wanted to prove everybody wrong that I could do stuff. But that wasn't enough because even though I was able to be a four-year starter, I still didn't change. I was still that super, super small, skinny person. And then in high school, more people, I, I was surrounding myself with more people. I went from probably about 300 people to about 2,000 people in the span of just a year. And now I've got six times the amount of people telling me what I've been hearing before my entire life. And it just wasn't something that set in well for me. I ended up having a relationship with somebody for three and a half years. And I was always just super, super skinny and too small. And I just, they wanted me to be somebody that was bigger and stuff. And it just never hit, it never happened, and it was something that really, really killed my self-esteem, and it made me not want to be able to wake up every single day and go through the motions of life and whatnot, and so that's where I, where I turned to God. Um, my freshman year, I couldn't take the ridicule and the criticisms anymore, and I was going through a lot of things in my life that I wasn't proud of that unfortunately I'm just not ready to share with you over this podcast. Um, but all those things added up and it helped me find God because it allowed me to finally be real to somebody and to express my emotions and ask questions and say things that were on my mind, on my chest that people didn't, no, because I would bottle it up inside and act like everything was fine when it wasn't fine. When I was struggling really bad, I was that I was that Robin Williams type of character who everybody thought was super, super happy on the outside. But 
on the inside, they didn't understand how much I was struggling and how much of a face I had to put on just so I could make other people happy. And it's something that to this day, I still hold really near and dear to me because I still am very religious today. And it's something that I will always defend. And it's something that I will always put first in my life because God is somebody that took a chance on me who saw what I had to offer and saw who I was and how much I wanted to just have a good life, how much I just wanted the the struggle of the mental, the mental and the physical illnesses to end and stuff. And from either eighth grade to freshman year when I started, um, when I turned to God and I started praying and stuff, I'm not going to lie, it felt kind of weird at first. It was something that just kind of felt like, I was just kind of talking out in thin air and everything. But I said, you know, it's something that you really have to set your mind to. It's something that you have to truly believe in. It's something that you have to have the heart for. And as time as time went on and as, as I grew and stuff, I realized that every time that I pray in the morning, it's not me just talking out loud to myself I'm not that weird person that just talks out to themselves I'm talking to the person that is the king of all kings the person who has saved so many lives and who has saved my life and it's something that words cannot even begin to fathom because he changed my life so much and every time I pray I feel like I'm speaking to somebody who is listening and how he responds back isn't through words but through actions and through what I see um, on a daily basis and stuff there are just so many stories that I would love to get into just not at this time at another time I would love to get into them about reasons why and, and things that I've seen that that make me believe so heavily and so strong in the Lord um, and that's just kind of something that my main message to you today was to be, um, if you're ever struggling and you feel like you don't know what to do, if you feel super depressed, if you feel suicidal and stuff, it's okay to, to tell somebody because there is somebody out there that will do everything anything for you no matter what it doesn't matter the time of day where you at they will be at the drop of the hat for you because they love you and stuff and I know it seems scary I know it seems hard to want to put yourself out there and say things that are very um, near and dear to you that is very hard to talk about but it is okay to tell somebody and everything and more than anything it's okay to tell God, and that's what I would recommend you doing. If, you, if you're if you scared at first, talk to God, because that's what I did. And it's brought me to the light to be able to now tell other people and ask other people for help, because I got that reassurance and that in those signs from God that were saying, 
I've forgiven you. And now it's time for you to forgive yourself. Talk out everything. Let those chains be broken. It's time to, it's time to, to fly and, and, and live life even fuller than you ever could imagine. So that's what I hope you guys can do. I know it's not easy, but if anything, my main message here is not to force you to believe in any sort of religion, but based off of what I've been through and what Dylan and Casey have been through, I would love for you guys um, to at least consider being religious if, if you are scared because if if it's something that turns out that you are end up religious and stuff I can tell you it is the absolute best feeling that you could ever have and it's the greatest thing you'll ever accomplish in life so I hope after this first podcast gets released and stuff um, I know we're going to have so many stories to tell you that has changed our lives and hopefully it will it will touch you guys this is stuff that we can't make up and there's no reason for us to want to make it up if you guys i i hope you guys see things and open your mind to experiencing new things because i can promise you that if you give your heart and you do believe in everything Nothing we say will ever sound silly because you'll understand what we're saying and where we're coming from because you'll know that God is almighty and that he will be able to let you see and experience anything. And that's what we want to get across to you guys. So I hope more than anything, if you guys take away anything today is I hope that you guys understand that there is always something to be happy about in life. And I'll hand it back over to Dylan because he has more of a way with words than what I do. And I would love for him to finish you guys out today. All right. Casey and Dick, thank you guys very much. Like you guys have been brothers to me for years now. And Casey, I've known you since I was three. You are my brother and Nick. You are my brother. Everything they are saying is true. Guys, we all face our battles. We all go through times and trials where we feel like we're hopeless. We have no way out. I want to tell you guys real quick. I grew up and I, throughout my whole life, I've been in special ed. And I had the biggest fear of public speaking. And speaking just in general and like talking over podcasts and stuff, it would just be too much for me to handle, I felt like. And that's the thing, you know, I feared so much. I feared driving for the longest time. And my grandparents, you know, they died in a car accident when I was in fifth grade. So I just didn't want to drive and I just pushed it. And, you know, it, it got everyone got on my case. They were like, Dylan, why aren't you driving? Why aren't you doing this? And it just got to me and there was dreams where I had, where I saw, you know, I wasn't with my grandparents or I didn't see it happen, but I saw it happen in my dreams and it scared the living crap on me. See, I had this fear. I had this fear of driving. I had this fear of 
living. Guys, don't fear living. Fear does not come from God. Fear comes from the devil himself. And I'm here to tell you that your fear, if you're worrying, you need to, if you could turn to God, if you could turn to God in your fear and you could give him your fear, I promise you he will make it better. Because fear does not come from God. Fear of having the way, having uh, people look at you the wrong way. Fear of speaking in front of people. All my fears, I look in the eyes and I challenge them head on. Do you think I wanted to go on here and just do this podcast? Do you think this is what I would have done a few years ago? No, it's not. It's what God put in my heart. See, God cast out my fear. Yeah, I still mumble sometimes. I still say some stuff that I don't mean to say, but you know what? God put me in this point. He got me to this point. So if he got me to this point, what do you think he can do in your life? In your struggles? Guys, water, the waters are never too high. Because Jesus walks on water and he can grab your hand at any moment and pull you up. Guys, it's time to soar. Soar with the birds. Be successful. I put this off for so long. I'm coming now. I got this in my head now. God gave me this. He said, Dylan, here it is. Take it. So I'm going to run with it. I'm not going to stop until I accomplish my goals. I don't want this. I need this. So I will do everything in my power to get this. And that's what I'm going to do. Guys, I just really just wanted to say thank you so much. Thank you for listening. If you've listened this far. You're going to hear more about us. You're going to learn more. And we're going to try to motivate you in the best way that we can. Because just like God brought us up, we want to bring you guys up. We want you to soar with us. Please, soar with us. Hey guys, what's up? So, Dylan previously said that that's the end of this podcast, but I thought that it'd be kind of a good idea to kind of go a little more into just everything that's going on right now. You know, we talked a lot about um, not judging books by its cover. I think that's a very, very important message in this first podcast. So, you know, with everything going on right now, with um, just everything that's going on, I just kind of want to put out there, I mean... How do you guys feel? How, I mean, what is your guys' feeling towards the, the exact action, actions that the police officer took against George Floyd? I mean, I know I'm going into a criminal justice field, and, and I can tell you straight up that I, I feel that what he did was wrong, absolutely wrong. You know, I, I think that he went across the line. 
you know, and that's kind of my first question that we can get a little further into because I got a few more questions about, you know, the rest of the stuff that's going on with it. All right, I'm going to answer first. This is Dylan. Um, I honestly think, yeah, the what the police did, officer did was wrong. Or should I say officers, you know, the ones that stood around too. I mean, in no way do I think those actions were correct. But I think the way that everyone is making police officers out to be is wrong. You know, faith and, you know, being a Christian teaches us to forgive and to not judge a book by its cover. So, you know, it's hard when I see people getting judged as far as police officers especially the good ones that haven't done anything wrong that are, you know, protecting their neighborhoods and stuff like that. It's just, it's hard to see, you know, that amount of hate. I, I just, I understand why they're mad. I understand why you're protesting, but wanting to, you know, kill police officers and kill just white people just to get even what does that do? What does that solve? I just, I guess, I see everybody as equal. I think everyone on this podcast sees everyone as equal. And I just think it's not the right respo- response, like, by some of those people that are protesting and doing these things. Nick, I'm, I'm going to say something real quick before Nick uh, talks. Um, I, I absolutely agree with you, Dylan. Like I said, I, I think what the police officer did was wrong. Um, I think that um, all police officers being victimized is, is completely wrong. You know, I saw an article on Facebook about um, a black individual killing a black police officer. You know, so so now we're at a point of, of how is your point being proven? You know, you, you guys, you know, and... And this isn't this isn't about who we think is right in the situation. The biggest thing is don't judge a book by its cover. You know, kind of like what Dylan said, you know, we don't want to. I mean, to sit here and say that all police officer, officers are bad is not true. Don't judge a book by its cover. You know, you, you have no idea what police officers go through every single day, have to deal with every single day and have to come home to with every single day, you know, I do think that there is, you know, how everyone says it, a few bad apples. I I don't disagree with that at all. Um, But I do believe that, like Dylan said, you know, I don't, I see everybody's equal. I don't, I don't see, you know, even though, I mean, that's one thing that I've learned, I guess I could say, is, you know, like in the story with Nick, you know, me and Dylan have always been friends. Story with Nick. You know, me and Nick didn't really like each other because we were on opposing football teams. I judged a book by its cover, you know. And, you know, getting to know him made me learn, like, don't judge a book by its cover. Like, it's just not right. You're you're not – you don't know, you know. And, and if – Say, for instance, one day that they're just being mean to someone because they're having a bad – someone's being mean to someone because they're having a bad day. 
You don't know what they're going through. Is it right? No. But you don't know what they're going through. Who knows? Their parents could be getting a divorce. Who knows? Their grandparents or their parents could have just passed away. You know? And so kind of getting back on that topic, just I think that one, everybody should be looked at and treated equally because you cannot judge a book by its cover. You know, I hate the, I hate the stereotype of of just, you know, crime is, is all black people. That's not true. There's a lot of white people who commit crime as well. And I just think that you cannot judge a book by its cover. You have to look at all the details, you know. If you really think that all cops are bad, get to know some cops. Talk to some cops, you know. Ask them, ask them what it's like. Ask them how they view things. And they're going to be brutally honest with you that 99.9% of cops out there are not in the field to do what happened. 99.9% of cops are there to respond when you need help, are there to, you know, just help you out when you need it, take care of people and help people out. I just don't think that I think what the officer did was wrong, you know, and and I, I've been listening to 670 score a lot and they've been talking a lot, a lot, a lot about this. And I just think that I, I do think we have a racism problem still in the world. I really do. And I think that we can fix that by not judging books by its cover. Get to know people. You know, I get to. I've I've had a lot of friends that are that are black, Asian, Mexican, all sorts of different friends. You know, just playing baseball and playing sports and everything. And you know what? They're the coolest. They're they're just so cool. They're cool people. They're just like me and you. They're just like everybody else. You know, so my biggest thing is don't judge a book by its cover. But you know, Nick, go ahead. What what do you think about this whole situation that's going on? You know, it, I'm going to speak honestly, and I, I don't want to offend anybody, but, you know, I am going to speak honestly. What happened was in no way, shape, or form acceptable at all. I mean, that's just not a good person. That's not somebody that we would want in our lives. That's not somebody we would support and everything. So with what happened... I am all on saying I don't agree with it. And it's what happened was, was very tragic and sad and, and nobody should have to experience that. Um, However, my dad uh, and, and everything I know um, we've had conversations about, about things and stuff. Um, Law enforcement for me is something that is very special to me and I will always be the person that stands behind law enforcement as long as what they are doing is right. And as you mentioned, Casey, 99.9% of the time that is the case because they are here to do what they love and that's to help us in any way, shape or form that they can. People need to open up their eyes and be open-minded 
and start seeing things from a bigger picture and different perspective. In every single profession, every single profession, it does not matter what profession it is, there is good people and there are bad people. Hands down, that's it. That's the end of the story. That's what that's truthfully what what is right. There is good people and bad people in every single profession. But to go around and see all these monuments and stuff that are being vandalized and trashed, it's something that is very upsetting. It's not something that I can say I understand what they're going through because I don't. But with what those people did to make sacrifices and they are being memorialized for it, to vandalize and destroy stuff like that is very sad and upsetting. And I mourn for those people that have to see that, that battled through that, whether they're still physically alive or whether they're with us in spirit. It's very, very upsetting and it's not right. Everybody deserves to have their voice heard. That's it's the whole point of this podcast from what I've understood. Everybody deserves to have their voice heard. And I think that peacefully protesting definitely is something that should be happening because everybody's voice deserves to be heard and everything. And if that's what's happening to have voices heard, then I think that's a great thing. I think that everybody is equal and with with the way that it gets expressed, I think there are right ways and that there are wrong ways. I know myself personally, when I see somebody, my instant judgment is not based upon what the person looks like, what shape they are, what the color of the skin is. My instant judgment is who are they as a person? Are they a good person? Are they a nice person? Are they a caring person? Are they a jerk? Are they somebody that is selfish and everything? That's how I go about looking at people in life. Not the color of their skin. Not if they're a shape. What shape they are. You could be a square. You could be a circle. If you're a person, does not matter to me. just matters the type of person you are to me. So... Although the way we think is quite different than the way most people think and stuff, I think it's very humble the way that we think and the way that we see things at such a young age where we still through everything are still supportive of everybody is to be treated as equal because that is the nation we live in and that's what our beliefs are. But At the end of the day, I am somebody who supports law enforcement, and I will speak my mind about that for every good police officer, for every good firefighter, for every good EMT, for every good military personnel, anybody in that field. I will always speak highly of you if you are a good person and if you are there to do your job as as you should to care and to protect and to serve the community. And that's what 99% of, of them are doing. So. That's just the way I feel. Again, agree with me, disagree with me. You all have the right to your own opinion. 
that's just my opinion. I don't want you to necessarily have to say I agree with you, I disagree with you. As long as you can understand what I'm saying and respect the opinion that I, that I have, the opinion that Dylan has, the opinion that Casey has, then I think that's a step in the right direction. Absolutely. And kind of going off what Nick said, you know, when I meet someone or when I talk to someone for the first time, I never judge them by how they talk, how they look, you know, race, size, shape, you know, kind of like what Nick said. My biggest thing is I'm going to give you respect as long as you give me respect. You respect me, I'm going to respect you. As soon as that second that you don't respect me, my respect for you is going to be is going to be less. And, you know, I think that that's one. I honestly think that that's a very positive way to look at things. You know, in, instead of looking at people like, oh, they're black or, oh, they're Mexican or, oh, they're white, you know. Look at, you know, talk to someone. If they show you respect, show them respect back. You know, treat people the way that you want to be treated. You know, you don't want to be treated the way that, you know, you don't want to be treated bad. So why are you treating other people bad? Don't do that. Treat people with respect. And until they prove to you that they do not respect you, you should always respect people. Doesn't matter race, size, color. It doesn't matter. Always, always, always. I think it's it's a motto to live by. Show respect until they don't show you respect. And I guess my um I got one more question for you guys. Um how do you think and another thing, I, I completely agree with Nick. I think the peaceful protests are great. You know, I I, I I agree with them 100%. They have the right to do that. You have the right to peacefully protest. You have the right to protest. You know, freedom of speech. That's cool. You know, driving around town and stuff like that, I see peaceful protests, whatever. What really gets under my skin is when I drive by and I see time, signs that say F12, F the police, like, again, you are not showing any police officer respect when they've never disrespected you. You know, you're, you're judging a book by its cover. Don't judge a book by its cover. You don't know. Some of the police officers are some of the most down-to-earth people. You have to be a certain type of peop- a person to be a police officer. You have to have a certain type of gut. You have to be someone who is willing to help and sometimes understanding that people aren't going to like you and you have to keep doing your job. You can't step out of your role and be a different person because someone doesn't like you. Like I said, I mean, there's only one other thing I got to say is just show respect and just show respect to everybody, not just police officers, everybody, you know, that, like I said before, you never know what people are going through. You have no idea how much a little bit of respect can take you a very, very long way. There's a lot of people that I didn't think that would ever want to talk to me. But by showing them a little bit of respect and showing them that it doesn't matter what you look like or what you sound like or, you know, any of that, I'm still going to respect you. I'm still going to 
And he and that that's not even you know the whole respecting isn't even disagreeing. If you disagree with me, cool. That's what makes America great, is that you can you can disagree with someone and you can you can talk about it in a respectful way. If you disagree with me, that doesn't mean I'm going to be like, oh, but I don't respect you anymore. There's things that me and Dylan, there's things that me and Nick have disagreed on, but I both respect them. I respect both of them simply because they respect me. And that's what it comes down to. It's not about what you think, how you feel about things. If you don't, if you don't agree with me, let's have a conversation about it in a respectful tone. Let's, let's just kind of, let's talk it out. You know, let's not solve it with violence. Let's talk it out. Let's let's respect each other and go from there. Um, so I don't know if Dylan or Nick have anything else to say, but, you know, I have one thing that I kind of want to end this off with. Um, Nick, Dylan, do you guys have anything else to say before I kind of go into my last little segment that you guys have no idea what's coming? Um, me personally, you know, it's just um, I'm working on a website for the motivational page. Um, our motivational page is going to be called DNC. And I think I'm just going to write DNC motivational, um, um, motivational speakers and, um, influencers of Christ. I'm not sure yet. I'm not positive on the name, but like, I still got to work on that. Um, but I'll let you guys know when I get that running and yeah, that's about it for me. Um, you know, there have been so many things that were said here today that I am at a loss of words for because it, I couldn't have said it better myself. Um, I love I love the motivational page. Um, it's something that we want to do to help you guys to make to help you guys know that you're never alone and stuff i mean what we can do for you is is what we love we want to be able to see you guys live your life to the fullest to prosper the best you can and stuff and the way we talk about that is is through jesus and through god that's how a lot of our things come about and that's just because Casey Dillon and myself, um, we know that everything that has occurred with us is because of God. So we always want to give we always want to give him the thanks that he deserves because we couldn't have done it without him and we wouldn't have we would not have been able to do it without him. So with the motivation that we do give you, hopefully it's tools and it's resources that God has given us and we're just happy to do anything possible we can to change your guys' life in the most positive and influential way possible. So Casey, whatever you have in store, I know you're probably going to make my jaw drop because I have no idea what the heck is going on. Um, Do your thing, man. So, you know, lately I've been kind of thinking about it. And, you know, me and my family have always been um, normally every year we go downtown Chicago um, during the winter time, during Christmas time. And, you know, the sad part is seeing all the people that are homeless that, you know, are at that point possibly of 
how much longer can I take this? So we actually have um, an organization in town, kind of. Um, it's called Miss Carly's. It's a nonprofit organization. Uh, they help out homeless. They help out veterans that are in need, stuff like that. She gives them um, a place to stay. She pays for, you know, up care of, of, you know, making sure that they're taken care of and all that stuff like that. And one of our apple orchards around here locally, actually, uh, I want to say, was it about a month ago? I think it was about a month ago. Um, maybe it was a little longer than that. I don't know. With all this quarantine stuff, my time's all screwed up. But um, they have the best apple cider donuts I've ever had. Um, so they opened up one day, and they all of the proceeds went right to her to kind of help her out with just, you know, for all the good things that she does for our community. And uh, I know my sister waited in line and she waited in line for five hours for one dozen donuts. And they raised something crazy, like $23,000 for, for Miss Carly's in one day. And so, you know, I've been kind of thinking about it and, you know, we're all about, God's path and what God wants us to do. And and I think something that I've always wanted to do and, you know, I've never followed through with it, but now that I got two guys with me, you know, running this page and in this podcast and stuff like this, I want to do something. I'm thinking about a month long. I want to do about every month. We'll start at one day and we'll end one month later. I want to set up some sort of way for people to donate um, any sort of money, if it's a penny, if it's 10 cents, if it's $10, whatever it may be. And then um, we will, the plan here, if it all works out, is that we'll take all the money donated. Um, we will either give that um, nonprofit organization or that organization that's helping homeless people out or even going to find someone that's homeless and helping them out. Um, we will make sure that it's on video. Um, cause I know that right now just with everybody scamming and that that's a big thing right now. And I don't want people to think that this is a scam cause I really, me and the two guys that are running this page are, are actually really good people. So kind of getting down to what I want to do is I want to set up some sort of way for people to donate. And at the end of the month, if everything works out, we take that money and we either take it directly to the organization or to that person to kind of help them out and, you know, put them in a better spot or, um, for like Miss Carly's, um, I know that there's a few people selling some bulk, um, shampoo and soap and deodorant and, and socks and stuff like that. And I know organizations like that always need it. So my goal is to raise some money so that we can purchase some of that stuff and drop that off as donations to, um, those organizations or even, you know, one month, we may just raise money and then we may drive around for the day. And if we see a homeless person be like, Hey, you know, are you hungry? You know, meet us at, you know, wherever. And we'll kind of, you know, we'll get you a meal and then let's go somewhere and and get you some clothes. Um, Just stuff like that. I I just really want to make a positive impact on not my community, our community, and just, you know, trying to help those people out that are in need because, you know, Granted, me, Nick, and Dylan have never been at that point where we were homeless and where we are struggling to make ends meet and stuff like that, but I couldn't fathom that. 
And that is something that I, I couldn't fa- ever imagine happening to me. And, you know, I, w- I want to help those people out a little bit. So that's my goal. Um, I'm going to talk to Dylan a little bit. And hopefully we can get some sort of way for you guys to that are listening or people you know to possibly donate on our page that Dylan's putting together right now. Um, and just kind of go from there. And like I said, there's going to be videos so that you guys know exactly what it is. Or maybe there's going to be a picture of, you know, whatever we're doing, just so you know that it is going to a good cause and it's not going to our pockets. Cause I don't want people to think that because that's not who we are. So, yeah, I mean, that's kind of what I got. Um, I've just been thinking about it a lot and want to do something like that. Even if it doesn't pan out, I mean, I'm probably going to get into something where I'm going to take a little bit of my money and buy some products or try to help a homeless person out, you know, once a month. Maybe if we get a lot of support, maybe more than once a month. But right now my goal is once a month. So I'm hoping that Nick and Dylan are on board and I'm hoping that you listeners, whoever's listening out there, whether it be one person or a hundred people, are willing to kind of, like I said, even if it's a penny, 10 cents, a dollar, $10, whatever it may be, kind of help us out with that. Because like I said, I just want to be able to help other people out and, and show them that it's going to be okay. And that there is faith. There is still faith and that you still need to believe in that everything's going to be okay. So that's what I got. Dylan, Nick, if you got anything to say about that or anything else, go ahead. I think that's a, I think that's a wonderful idea, Casey. I mean, personally, um, <clears throat> I feel like if we raised a hundred bucks, we should each give five dollars for every a hundred bucks that we raise. So, say we raise a uh, hundred bucks, then it's really like a I, I would say. I would you know say what I mean? actually. I mean, I'm thinking more of of either or, twenty twenty five I mean, or fifty. I mean, I mean, we could every we twenty-five could for a hundred bucks. That's that's what twenty bucks, you know. And and you know what? Yeah. Say one of us is is not you know, um, not really financially stable. We do twenty bucks every time, you know, twenty-five dollars gets donated or what, or five dollars every time, twenty-five gets donated, whatever you know. But I think that absolutely, I'd be totally willing to contribute to that to kind of help that fund, you know, kind of build up so that we're able to do something nice for, like I said, you know, for someone that's homeless or an organization around here that needs some help or, you know, really any organization, whether it be, I know that all of us on this podcast have been touched um, or have been hurt by someone who suffered for cancer. You know, we could do something like that. I, I think that we could do a lot of good things with it. I think that that that's my main goal is I want to do something good with it. I want to do something that's going to help somebody else out. You know, I want to, I want to help other people out. That's what I want to do. So, yeah. Are you I'd guys, are you guys with cool that, with you know? every uh, 25, we each throw five in and kind of go from there? Yeah. Every $25, we throw up $5. Yeah, that would work with for both of us. I mean, you know, it's going for a great cause and why not give back to people? Because, you know, God has given us so much. Not, not the least we could do. Not, not only give back to people, just people that are a little less fortunate than us. You know, there's a lot of people. Exactly. Either us or people that are listening that are very, very fortunate in what we have. And, 
and just, you know, if you have food on the table, clothes on your back and a roof over your head, you're very fortunate. You may not think that, but you are, you know, so I think that a lot of people take that for granted and don't understand some of the people, what people are going through. And, you know, real quick, I'm going to end off with a story quick. Um, So about, I don't know, three, four years ago, me and my family went to the Dominican Republic, uh, Puna County, Dominican Republic. And one of the excursions we did was, um, they call them little boogie, boogie boogies. They're like uh, off-roading vehicles, essentially. And uh, when we went on it, we went through a town. And my sister was, I don't know, was young, you know, not to a point where she understood, like, that food on our table you know clothes on your back and a roof over our head is is a lot you know we we just me or my sister just didn't understand that and it's for me it it sucks that it took you know my parents paying a lot of money to go somewhere for me to understand this but we were driving past the house and it, it was bricks and there was no door no windows no roof and they were the, the little kids were just running around naked, and my sister asked my parents, like, "Well, where's their clothes? Where's their door? Where's their windows? Where's their roof? Like, where is all that?" And my parents said, "They they don't have that, you know, and they they don't they don't get that like we do." And I think ever since then, it really kind of caught my attention, kind of grabbed me, like, "Man, I'm a lot more fortunate than I think I am. Like, I have so much." You know, I'm sure these guys can say the same. We have so much. We have a loving family. We have a roof over our head. We have food on the table. We have clothes on our backs. And you know what? Most people, there, there's many people who have clothes on their backs, but they don't have a roof over their head, and they don't have food on the table every single night. They don't know. You know? So I think that, you know, with this, I would just like to do something where we could kind of help those people out there a little less fortunate than us that just have caught a bad break in life. And, and you know, and and just kind of help somebody out. I think that that's, it's a great cause. And I think that it's a great idea. I think so too. I love it. And um, guys, uh, real quick, you know, we talked about like our life stories and stuff like that. And some of the stuff may be a little depressing, but some of the stuff that we said, we, we want you guys to know who we are and where we're coming from as far as what we went through. We didn't want to just kind of just come into here and just act like, you know, this is why we're doing a motivation. We wanted, we wanted you guys to understand who we were so that you don't just think, Oh my God, who am I listening to these, these three fools who have had everything in their life? Like, what are they talking about? They don't know anything about motivation, you know? So we just kind of wanted to give our background so that you understood that, the things that we have gone through are real. The things that we have gone through is not as bad as what many people have gone through, but have been, you know, some people it is bad. And we just kind of want to keep this motivational page up. So we kind of wanted to just kind of give that background of who we are. So you guys understand who you're listening to and, and what we're talking about. Exactly guys. And you know, we're going to get into more of the motivational stuff. And like, we would love for you guys to message us once we get a page up and running and we should be able to get you guys some details I think and, you know, ask us we're, questions. We're going to even start up. You know, um, I want to start up a Twitter page. Um, 
Yes. It's probably going to be DNC Motivation, at DNC Motivation. Um, if you have questions, go ahead, post them on our page, tag us. If you have a story that you want us to share or you, and you kind of want to get our input on it, feel free to message us and just say something in there like, please don't reveal my name. And actually, no, don't. you don't even have to say that. We won't reveal any names on the show unless you absolutely want us to. So, um just to yeah, kind exactly. of get your guys' stories out and what you guys are going through and you know, kind of get our our inputs on things and where you can go and, and to try to help you guys out. So like I said, you know, like Dylan said, hopefully we can get our page up running here soon so you kinda of know what we're about. And then um I'm gonna get a Twitter page up for us so that um if you have questions you can go ahead and tweet and tag us in it. Or if you have something that's more personal and you don't want everybody to know about, but you kind of want our input, feel free to message us. And on the next next podcast that we get to, we'll absolutely get to your get to your, uh, what's going on in your life, and we'll kind of go from there. Exactly, guys. And I just want to remind you guys, you know, I wanted to really start this page with my buddies because I felt a calling from God to go and talk about what I've been through and talk about this stuff that has almost, you know, caused me to quit, but I'm still here. I'm still fighting. I still have reason, you know, and we're going to get into more motivational type stuff and really giving out like quotes and stuff like that through, throughout our um, podcast. And we just really want to inspire you guys. So even if some of you weren't inspired today, come back and please check again on more of our podcasts. You know, I know I could have been a little better and I'm going to go out on my next podcast and I know I can motivate you guys. And I know my two friends, Casey and Nick, can motivate you guys. So this is all about just, you know, bettering each other's lives and stuff like that and helping each other and just really having that you know, reliable person or people to go to. And we just want to motivate you guys and let you know that, you know, your life is worth living. So that's what we hope to do. And uh, one more thing I want to say right before we end, uh, you know, when I do set up this Twitter page and people that do feel like, man, I'm going through something, but I don't want to open up to some strangers. I want you guys to know that we're open up for anything through high school. I've always been that guy that it didn't matter who it was. If they came up up to me with an issue or a problem, I mean, I know all three of my friends would do this. For me and my two buddies, if someone came up with an issue or problem or needed help, we were going to listen and we are going to help them out. It didn't matter who they were. Again, kind of going back to what's happened in this, you know, in this time right now. It didn't matter the race, size. It didn't, and none of that mattered. What mattered is helping that person out and making sure that they know that everything's going to be okay and that we're here for them and, and to talk about it and, and we will help them through it, you know. Amen. All right, bud. Well, I, I mean, I think I'm good there. I've talked about what I need to talk about. All righty. All right, guys. Well, um, we're going to get a page going. Um, We'll let you know the details on the Twitter page and I'm working on the Facebook page too, um, down the road. 
if we become successful, you know, hopefully we can get some shirts made and stuff like that. And you guys can wear them. Um, be free. You're free to ask us any questions. Um, we would love to answer them and hopefully motivate you guys. Uh, thanks a lot, guys.